Hey guys, and welcome to Partner Wad with Jess and Matt. After looking back at our previous episodes, we've kind of realised we haven't done a whole lot of topics relating to the coaches and the trainers that work within the fitness industry. We've done a lot covering, you know, little nuances that could help the consumers of the fitness game. Yep. But we thought today would be a great time to bring up the topic of work-life balance relating to coaches and personal trainers out there working busy schedules around the clock. Yep. Very relevant topic, something we've both dealt with a lot in the past, finding our balance, and hopefully we can have some good tips to help that out. Yeah, for sure. These are, you know, things that we've tried throughout our time and some things have worked really well and there's been some things that haven't worked that well, um, but we've learned from it nonetheless. We've helped bounce a lot of our ideas off each other as well. We've probably adapted well together with things that we've both found helpful. Oh, for sure. Like, we're very fortunate to have very similar schedules in terms of, you know, how we operate um, hours-wise and when we wake up, when we get to sleep. So we see eye-to-eye and our routine can line up very well because of that. But yep. there's coaches out there that don't have that luxury um, with their partner, and we'll cover that later on. But yep. hopefully you can take away a gem or two just to help prevent what we call your off period, I guess. So what Not we being present. Yeah, or <laughs> how I used to explain it as zombie mode. Yeah, that was my favourite, actually. Yeah, so... Zombie mode. <laughs> If you're a coach at the moment, I'm sure you've had those days or even those weeks sometimes where you just can't seem to be present. Yeah. You've got people in front of you, you're back-to-back for maybe four to five sessions in the morning, and you just can't seem to switch it on. That I need another coffee feeling. Yeah, the I need another coffee, quick like piccolo <laughs> between clients kind of feeling. It's just yep. when, you know, you maybe you're missing a few rep counts, you're not as – I guess, engaged with the person in front of you. And despite your best efforts, it seems to be getting worse as the morning goes on. Yeah. And then you get anxious. And I know for me as well, <laughs> like I like to, you know, I want to be high energy in a session, but that mm. comes out of a place of excitement and it's genuine. It I don't does, want to yeah. feel like I'm forcing that. And yeah. I hate that feeling when you're feeling switched off of being like, hey, how's it going? When you feel like you just want to fall on the floor and have a nap. 100%. So <laughs> look, I feel like every coach goes through this at some point in time, mm-hmm. and if you can identify potentially what's making you have more of those days or more of those mornings, yeah. um, you're going to feel better in the session quality that you're delivering on a regular basis. Yeah, definitely. And I think every there'll be key factors that'll be different for everyone, but obviously if you can touch up even one or two of these things, it may make a massive dramatic difference to your day-to-day. Yeah, for sure. So we thought we'd, um, we'd cover that today and just... Hopefully, take something away, like Jess said, just to help you get better. Yep, exactly. So the top things that are going to be impacted by a PT's busy schedule are going to typically be things like training slash their kind of routine around health, relationships and dating, sleeping. Things like socializing, uh, your learning and development, not only personally but professionally also. Mm-hmm. Um, your quality of session delivery. Mm-hmm. And also life experiences, so yep. things like holidays and things along the lines of travel. Yep, for sure. So like, as you can see, that's a lot in that list there. That's and that's not... just the main things that come up with. There'd be yeah. lots of little in-betweens. Exactly right. <laughs> so let's go over some top tips to improve your work-life balance, especially focusing on these categories. All right, let's do it. Mm-hmm. My first one is to do all of your programming for your clients yep. and yourself, for that matter, if you're doing it for yourself, it's very in events. Yep, definitely. I think in order to feel calm and confident in what you're delivering, your programming has to be done 
before the morning that you get there. Yeah. Like I've seen a number of trainers throw something together on a bit of paper, you know, or 10 minutes. Or even worse, on the spot or during the spot, hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a train wreck most um, of the time. This with a this. Or the frantic, <laughs> the frantic like look around the um, like around the room. Uh, let's yep. do a chest press. Let's do <laughs> a terror throw. Let's do a squat. Like, yep. You can always tell someone who's not organised because they usually rattle off the same program between clients. You know, yep. um. So, I think the first one is to have your programming done in advance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, can I just second on that point as far as programming goes? I find personally that's where I get a lot of enjoyment out of my session because I'm actually focusing on how I want to coach this client and where both I want to get them and they want to get themselves. So actually putting that time into programming has that level of excitement because I know what they want to progress on. I've programmed it. And do you know what I mean? Like, like for me as a coach, programming is the fun part. I agree. Like if I go in there without a program, I'm not going to enjoy the session because I'm just going, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Like it takes that enjoyment out of it for myself as well. Yeah, I've discussed this with you before. I feel like... Coaches who put time into developing their knowledge mm-hmm. and their skills, and whether that's in relation to assessing a client's movement or yep. assessing their strength or how to regress or progress certain movement patterns, yep. not only does it add more value to the client in front of you, but mm-hmm. also helps you get excited about seeing their progression or seeing them improve. Like Couldn't we had a like a bit of a you know fun conversation about clients improving their mobility and how excited we were about that like oh good now, so like now this. now this person can do an overhead press because their thrust yeah. mobility is better i'm like oh my client's got better hip range now, now they can squat with that heel lift and like you know but that's just- exactly right and i think the programming as a coach like that work-life balance like you've got to be enjoying what you're doing if you don't enjoy it you're going to be bored of course and that comes into it as well and also like on the flip side if you aren't doing that then you probably have roughly 10 to 12 exercises in your arsenal yeah that you're doing on repeat which means you have the same 20-odd cues in your arsenal that you're repeating time for time, and you sound like a broken record. i tell you what one of my pet peeves is. This is a personal thing. This is not even a big deal. But when too many of my programs are too similar, when I have too many of the same exercises in there and I like I don't have enough variety for me coaching, does that sound really silly? Like, no. I love having when I write new programs and everyone's got a little bit of something different yeah. because it's enjoying like enjoyment for me as well. And if I was just rattling off the same 10 like exercises, I would get bored so quickly. I think, you know, <laughs> Jess can definitely test by this. I take forever to program. Yep. I do. I think you've like put that on me as well. I wasn't, I didn't used to like that. But I much. just, I don't like to like fall into the trap of, um, you know, like you kind of have a few programs where you've just like maybe done some learning. Like you maybe just did a course yep. or maybe you just like listen to a new. podcast and you kind of get that concept in your head, and uh, we've discussed this before about doing too much personal development on different things about programming because it yep. can make your head go like a three sixty, yeah, um, or flip side, or towards one direction. But um, yep. look, I think the more you learn, and the more tools you have in the toolbox, and the more you can prescribe the right thing at the right time for the right client, the more excited you're going to be to go, hey, this program is like this because this person has to improve on this, this, and this. Yep. And this program might be completely different but this person's working towards this, 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 and this. Yeah. Um, and so I guess like a tip in there with all that is, you know, obviously the importance of personal development and professional development yeah, of course. in your programming. Like, and I, I think we mentioned this early on, I wouldn't hire me four years ago. PT <laughs> me four years ago sucks. And I probably yeah, did some of those things. Yeah, but you kicking yourself now if you hadn't hired yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you say that. That's a big copy. I'm not Michael Jordan or anything. All right, so programming, 
done in advance. Yes. So, so looking at time maybe on the weekend, maybe in your gaps, things like that, so that you're not worrying about it on the same day. Well, yeah, like I think like majority of my clients' programs are running for at least four to six weeks. So if you put aside time each week to do a couple of clients' programming, it's not overwhelming to be done. That's actually a really good tip, yeah. All on the same day. So, like, if you've got 20 Yeah, clients, do not have a programming day that'll no, do your head in. I've made that mistake before <laughs> and it sucks. Yep. Um, and you make stupid little mistakes because you're tired. Yeah. Like, or everyone ends up looking real similar because you're just, like, following yeah, the same pattern. Yeah, of course. So, like, as a little, like, you know, part B of that would be to split it up over the month. Yep. And just, okay, this person needs an update bang, 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 and then you go. Yeah, so say you've got like 30 clients, you're only probably doing like, you know, seven max in a week, not even. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. better than going into work and knowing you can open up your iPad or open up your computer yeah. and the program's there done. Yeah. You program the warm-ups, you program things with thought. You about, don't want to waste time in your sessions doing that. No, of course not. And, you know, and you, oh, this is maybe just me, I used to get angry at myself where, you know, I wasn't disciplined enough early in my career to do that. Yeah. And I wasn't happy with what I was delivering because the whole time in the back of my mind I was thinking about what am I going to do next rather than what am I doing now? What do I have to do for this person to get a result? Yeah. And it takes away from yep. that. So that was something that helped me on very early mm-hmm. to a good path, good habits. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think our next point, and I think this is a huge one. I know this was a game changer. I know for yourself and has been for me all along. Yeah, you talked me um, into this one pretty fast. And did it change your life or what? It did. It did, yeah. <laughs> um, establishing either a morning or an afternoon or if you can work it both off in your week, especially if you are doing a Saturday as well. Like if you're doing six early mornings, I found a morning midweek worked really well to just get me into routine or get me like – just feeling sane in the middle of the week. As you start to get a little bit sleep deprived, get a little bit like overwhelmed, it just kind of brings you back to earth. Yeah, I think it's important to be honest with yourself with what's the number of hours of personal training that I can do or work, we'll say. Yeah. That I start to feel like I'm falling off the bandwagon a little bit. Yeah. Like what's the number of hours of work that I start to feel like I'm not PTing at my highest quality? Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, really be honest with yourself with that and i think like everyone's gonna be different like i honestly think you'd enjoy and i guess perform better with more than i would yeah just personally i think obviously you're gonna adapt like i think if you've come from a structure where you're doing a a lot of personal training yeah you know a high volume like for example um working in like a a 30 minute session structure which i have in the past yeah it's very much back to back to back to back means you have to train more people so yeah like because of that experience i can manage a a higher workload when needed yeah um necessarily enjoy that as much these days 45 session 45 minute session that's a whole other topic (laughs) Um, i think a 45 minute um session at least is key um but yeah just to kind of clarify that is that it's important that you kind of get away from the pressures of the industry that kind of make you feel like you have to hustle. Yeah, very true. Yeah, and to a certain degree, you have to. You've got to work hard. No one's going to hand you clients. The occasional yeah. post on Instagram isn't going to get you your full database. You've got to you've got get to your clients results. You've got to work, and you've got to be flexible at times. But that doesn't mean, you know, having to get up at 3 a.m. to do crazy sessions every no, week and all those sort of things. So like you've got to find that line for you. I found that whole 4 a.m. club thing ridiculous that went around. Yeah, the oh. before isolation, everyone's doing like 4 a.m. sessions. No. Did you hear about that? 4 a.m. club? It makes me want to cry. 
Especially how cold and dark. Surely you heard about that, the 4am club that was happening around no. the Shire? No. People were getting up and doing group sessions at 4 in the morning. Oh. So 3am. Oh, actually I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, as a coach, that makes me sick because you've got to get there an hour early to set everything up. Yeah, what t- that'd be like a three-something wake-up. No, thank you. Yeah. But no. uh, anyways, is that <laughs> give yourself a morning and afternoon off just to be a human being. <laughs> like, I Literally. feel like. Like, you don't even have to do work in that time if you don't want to. I know some like people who have been in the game for a while and maybe are in like a managerial role will take an afternoon off to do some of the payment stuff or yeah. will take an Just afternoon off to the do their marketing or, or even yeah. their programming like we mentioned before. Yeah. Um, so I think if you have the ability to rearrange your schedule to have a morning or an afternoon off or even a later start, yeah. do it. Yeah. You'll and I think you've it. got to be strict with this as well. Like you're going to have moments where someone will be like, like I took Wednesday mornings off or like at the very latest starting at like 10. And um, I, you know, some people will be like, hey, can I do a Wednesday morning? I had to explain, hey, that's my morning off. I can do this, this or this. But Wednesday mornings, actually, I don't come in. And yeah. people really respect that. Do but you need to actually understand. frame it to them so that they understand that instead of being like, oh, let's do a different day or panicking going, oh, okay, we'll do it. And then going in for one session or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to really be strict to it because people will respect that. I used to be terrified of that. Like I used to do really bad scheduling for myself because I didn't I have the confidence in myself to go, hey, like I actually study on this day. Any chance we could do this day instead? It would have made my life a lot easier. Yeah. Um, like you've got to find that balance. Yes, you've got to be accommodating, all that sort of stuff. Like it is part of the job, but also being able to respect your boundaries as well and allowing to have time for you, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I think we uh, we kind of covered that. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess uh, number three would be – now this is more pertaining to if you're dating or looking yep. to – get into a relationship or meet people um, mm-hmm. or if you have a partner that you've been seeing for a while or maybe you're engaged, whatever it may be, <laughs> yep. is that you set a, a date night, okay, or a time in your week that works for both of your schedules. Yep. Okay, and just use that time to do whatever. Yeah. Go to a driving range, go play some pot pot, have dinner, like train together, like whatever you want to do together but put time aside to allow that side of your life to develop. Yeah, you've got to actually have that in the works and in a plan. I think so too. Like yeah. I know like early on when I was studying and working full-time, mm-hmm. I told myself I don't have time to do anything apart from work and yeah. study, Yeah, which was the dumbest line of thinking <laughs> ever because you're shutting off a whole like side of your personal life. Yeah. And I struggled for a long time to bring that back in. Yeah. Because I, I got this idea in my head that all I can do is study and work. And that's a three and a half year commitment. So like <laughs> Yeah, literally. I was like and that really held back my personal growth in that time. So yeah. I think looking at the realm of time management is that you look at, okay, what's a good time in my week to go meet people? Yep. To spend time with my, with my partner. Yep. And commit to it and stick to it. Very much on the same lines that Jess was saying about be honest with the people around you and you mm. in the previous case clients you go hey I actually don't work on a Wednesday morning for example yeah or hey I don't work past this time on a Friday afternoon because that's the time I spend with my friends or my partner etc exactly and I think finding a time that suits the both of you like um in the past we've looked at doing like having one day between a split shift and using that as the time that we would hang out whether it be get a coffee go to the beach depending on the time of year we use that as some quality time together that we would designate or whether that be, you know, every 
second, every third Saturday, we're going to pick an activity and go do an activity or whatever that looks like. Actually putting aside a set time and time frame is super important. Yeah, like for, for Jess and I, as we previously alluded to, um, we are very lucky to have very similar scheduling. Yeah. And when we met we working... Crazy scheduling, but similar. Yeah. <laughs> when we were working for the same company, even more so. Yeah. But, you know, in the early stages of our relationship, we found a day, I believe it was a Tuesday. Yep. And that was our two, two and a half hours to go get coffee, go to the beach, have some food, train. That just was our day. Out. And yep. we just made that clear. We booked it out. And we said, hey, this is my unavailable time, so no clients go in there. Yep. Um, and sometimes it meant that we had to move clients to a different day or we did them earlier or later. Yeah, might add to a longer block one day or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely opened my eyes to, hey, I'm not a slave to the split shift. I can make this work to mm. my advantage while still being successful. Well, that's exactly right. Like when you think about it, you know, say you finish at 10.30, 11 o'clock, you don't start back up till like 3.30, 4 o'clock. There's still a good couple of hours there that you can use if you plan to it. Well, look, it can it, disappear like that, but it can. it can also be used really well if you use your time wisely. Like early on in my career, and Jess definitely told me I was crazy when I told her this, um, was that you know, the people around me stayed at work all day. Yeah, so I was like, never one of these people, hey. And I kind of, you know, subconsciously went, okay, well, these people were doing – Very common. Well, these people were doing a lot of hours of PT, you know, and I was like, okay, well, I guess if I want to be on that pedestal and I want to be a part of this team, then I've got to do the same. Yeah. So I just – just stayed there. And sometimes I wasn't even doing anything. I was just training myself or like procrastinating my phone, but that was the standard that they set. Yeah. Like not – And that's They didn't verbally well, tell me that, but I yeah. kind of body language-wise took that on board. Yeah. And that's all well and good, but when you factor in the fact that, you know, you're leaving the house at 5 a.m. or earlier, mm. you're not getting – walking back through that door till you'd be lucky to be 8.30, like 9 o'clock, and your whole day is gone. And then when you factor in by the time you've had dinner, had a shower, hopped in bed, set your alarm for the next day – you just like there's no way you're getting enough sleep, let alone downtime or flexibility in there. If you're doing that like five days a week, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Well, I guess uh, flying on from that, seeing you just mentioned sleep, maybe mm. we should tackle that topic next. A hundred percent. This is my like favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is probably the one that I've helped you with the most. Yeah, not I actually agree. sleep itself, I agree. but like getting enough sleep and functioning from enough. Sleep. I definitely brainwash myself to think I could function on. <laughs> Four to six hours sleep. Where this one was really just in zombie mode for like the back end of the day. Yeah, like I used to like, and sometimes. But you like, get used to it and you don't realize it as well, I think. Yeah, for sure. Like you kind of think you're delivering sessions outside of the zombie mode, but then you realize you've been in it the whole time. And then you blink at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but days will fly. Um, you know that feeling when you're driving like somewhere, or you're driving home, and then all of a sudden you're like driving the driveway and you're like, shit, I don't remember that whole drive. Yeah, that's the best way to explain. That's literally nice how um, it PT in the zombie mode, day. yeah. Yeah. Good analogy, hey. Yeah, it's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, best tip as far as sleep goes. Now, obviously, you've got all your standard tips that I'm sure everyone's heard before as far as, like, avoiding screen time after this time, setting an alarm to get ready for bed, you know, trying to be as efficient as you can. Yeah, if you want to hear those, for the morning, all that sort of stuff. go back to yeah. a previous podcast I'm not going to go over all the things you could find in a Google search because that's a waste of time. I don't know what podcast it was, but we discussed those things How to in make more depth. 2020 your best year yet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so have a look back through the podcast. Yeah. Um, we I just think that's a waste of time today. We discussed sleep at more length. Yeah, we so did. We did a whole not, lot on sleep. Actually, we did heaps on sleep. Remember we did a lot you on sleep. Like half an hour I did. Sleep. It was like yeah. my podcast. Was yeah, like part yeah, of that. you went. <laughs> um, you definitely. Irrespective, um, if you want to yeah. learn more about that, send us a DM. Um, we'll probably post this on Instagram. It's the only place really posted. Yeah, um, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll point you in the right direction, i.e., where to find that information. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Um, but biggest tip as far as sleep goes, getting to the point now, is napping. Mm. I honestly think, and I think everyone thinks napping is like a waste of time. It's just like, I don't need a nap. I'll just kick on through the day, blah, blah, blah. But Yeah, I'm so cool. I've you, all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you are, you know, like, let's do some math. If you're going, getting up at, what time would you be getting up at? Okay, let's talk about maybe me when I was doing like your full, a lot of hours the, with bats. Most aggressive flex. Like, so okay, so I was getting up at, I'd say, 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I'd have to leave the house at about 4.50, 5 o'clock. Okay, and what time are you going to bed? On a good day? Yeah. Maybe like 10 o'clock. Yeah, so that's at best like six hours if you were doing it well. Yeah, so like if I got six hours sleep, like that was a godsend. Like that was a very rare occurrence. Like yeah, because you got to come home, cook dinner. Um, yeah, if you're lucky, you'd prep something. Um, but yeah, so a pretty standard schedule was like, okay, wake up around four thirty, four forty, out of the house yeah. by five, starting work by five thirty, and then I'd be there all day sometimes until. Eight o'clock and then arrive home. By the time like you lock up, clean up, come home. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. nine o'clock sometimes. So when you lazy. put that into perspective, like on a good night, and that's if everything goes to plan, you're organised. That is six hours worth of sleep and no downtime really before bed or in the morning or anything like that. Yeah. So when you think of you know trying to be well rested for a day that potentially goes from five a.m. to like eight p.m., it's just not enough sleep to function properly. And then that backed on you know six nights a week. If you ever see your personal trainer drinking like four <laughs> or five coffees in the morning, yeah, you know why. You understand that better now. Yeah. Look, we kind of um, learned to love coffee. I wasn't a coffee drinker until about 12 months into my career. Yeah, same. Took me a good year to <laughs> get into it as well. But I've backed off a lot now. I ain't uh, saying I still that. Can't but stop. I, I think I've just got my schedule better now to not. I'm feel kind of like, like, I'm not drinking as much, but when I get like a real coffee, obviously. I think with, it's out of enjoyment more than I need caffeine. Obviously, with isolation, I haven't been going out and grabbing as many coffees. Um, yeah. But when I get a real one, like another pod coffee, they're so good. Yeah, 100%. It's just 100%. not the same when you make it yourself. <laughs> yep. Um, so back to the point of naps. Depending on, you know, where you're working, how close you are to home, how easy this is, is going to vary. But I was someone that I would make sure that I was out of the gym by 10, 30, 11 o'clock at the latest. So I would have a couple of hours and I would not be coming on the floor at my busiest till, say, 4 p.m. if I could help it. 30 to 45 minutes is all you need for a nap. But that would change my day and it would mean that at 7 p.m. that night when I was PTing, I still felt switched on. Yeah, for sure. Without that nap on a day where I was getting up early, like you get to 4 or 5 p.m. and I'd be like, I really need a coffee. I'm getting really tired. What time is it? How much longer do I have? That kind of mindset. Yeah, when I started uh, using naps in my day and my schedule, it almost felt like I was coming back into the afternoon like it was a new day. It was like a morning block. Yeah, it was like a morning block and you still have that same enthusiasm because you've had some downtime. Yeah. You've had a sleep, you come back, and then you're ready to go. Um, I always had that thought that like I felt like my afternoon clients would never have known who I was if they had had morning sessions. <laughs> like I just wasn't the same person yeah. in the morning to afternoon block. So I feel like <laughs> like your first step is to you know do some of those habits relating to sleep and how can you maximize your nightly sleep hours yep. or your sleep cycles? Hundred um, percent. At first, yep. so if it means you know you don't scroll on your phone, you don't play your video games, whatever it may be. Yeah, just being as organized as possible around sleep, and then kind of understand like what points in your week do you have to nap? Yep. Maybe like around your busy days, mm-hmm. um, and that will be a game changer. 
big time. If you haven't tried it out, try it out. Get back to us and rave to us when you're, you know, not sleep deprived. Yeah, depending on who you, <laughs> who you talk to, 30 to 45 minutes. That's why I gave a range. I do want to start this argument. Yeah, we've had this argument a number of times. 30 minimum, 45 maximum. If you go over the hour, you might feel like you've woken up and it's 10 years later. 20 yeah. minutes and you feel like you've Trial and error. Depends <laughs> how much time you have to fall asleep to. Yeah. You know, yeah. so but um, we won't get into that argument. That's no. um neither here nor there. Yeah. Alrighty, I guess our next point is to book a weekend off every three months at least. Now Love this one. This has been a game changer for us, especially um yep. as of late, and when I say as of late, I mean before nine weeks ago when we got down <laughs> in time. normal routine. Um, yep. Yeah, look. I got some really good advice um, from people around me, you know, maybe about two years ago, and they said, Matt, I know you love what you do, but you'll love it even more when you've been away from it for a little bit. And this isolation time has reminded me of that even more. Yeah. Is that you need to step away from what you love doing to continue to love doing it. Yeah, definitely. So just having, a great way to put it. Just having a Saturday or Sunday off, and I used to go down the snow or down the caravan or just... Have a bit of a getaway. Yep. You come back feeling great because you and just this, had sorry, an, that's fine, an extended period of time away from the work environment mm-hmm. and just to have time to yourself, have some fun and you don't think about it. And when you come back, you're excited to do it, even though it's the same thing you do every Monday at five in the morning. But You're refreshed. Yeah. Like Jess and I ducked off to Melbourne a few times. Like mm-hmm. We get away on a Friday afternoon. Um, yeah. We come back on the Sunday afternoon and we feel good. Like, And I think – Putting it that way as well, like as far as relationships go or friendships and like, you know, plan a weekend away with some mates. If you feel like you've mm. been lacking socially, um, plan it with your partner if you feel like that's something you guys have benefit from. Or if you feel like you need some downtime on your own, go for a weekend away on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it can hit kind of multiple things there. Yeah, but we've had some good um, working weekends. Yeah, definitely. We've go away, get lots of work done. Yeah, lock yourself in the caravan for a weekend and come out. Change scenery, yeah. Well, that's how we started Embodied. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it was a caravan weekend. Yeah, um, working weekend. Yeah, so that's a that's a massive one. Yeah. And I guess um, flying on from that is the whole notion of setting personal and professional goals. Yep. Um, so I was not very good at setting personal goals. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I kind of just got caught up in just career and professional and yep. – it definitely held me back. So I feel like if you're setting personal goals, so whether it's um, buy a new car or I want to save for a house, I want to move out, it's going to make you organize your week in a certain way. Yep. You know, and it will so, drive you and motivate you to do your best, you know, work-wise and things like that as well. Well, even outside of that, like if your goal is just to reconnect with your friends, guaranteed you're going to find a day in your week to go see your friends. Yeah. Like, yep. So I think it's important to – Sit down and reevaluate personally. Yeah. What I want to achieve. Yeah. And how do I make that line up with what I want to achieve professionally? Mm. I think we do this really well now. It's definitely something we've both lacked in the past. I think probably myself more professionally. I'd have some very like basic goals set, but not really like where do I see myself like really further down the track versus like oh I want to pick up a couple more clients or something. Yeah, sometimes like that, hard you know to I mean? articulate. Excuse me. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I think definitely sitting down and putting aside, you know, if it, it could be shorter term or longer term, but like maybe, you know, every couple of months sit down, plan it. If there's someone else that's involved in those goals, like we like to sometimes sit down and do some personal goal setting together as well as separately. That was really, I found that really helpful. Um, but actually putting time into that. Yeah, I agree. I think just having some clarity on, on where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. So basically it's just time management. 
Yep, 100%. It's what that point And I guess like putting time into those goals. So like if it's say like um, personal development or professional development, like, you know, if you want to learn something specific or focus on a certain type of training, movement, whatever, like, you know, when am I going to structure this? Like how am I going to get this in? Well, yeah, for sure. Like, like for example, um, my development has been mostly in terms of my learning has been through online mm-hmm. courses. Yep. So – yeah, I used to set time aside per week just to listen to a lecture. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't like I was getting through crazy amounts of, of volume each week, but I was I was uh, getting, you know, through one or two lectures a week and that added up. By the end of the month, I'd, I'd learn something that I could use for my clients. 100%. You know, so, like, that's important to go back to what you were saying before, Jess, about being excited about what you're programming exactly. and having creativity with what you program. And that's why you've got to be learning more. Because – Unfortunately, mm. like clientele get bored easily mm. and you, as a retention tool, it's important that you can progress them past what you know. Yep. You know, like it's important that they grow with you. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So is that a point there? And just a little side note there, um, just as far as getting that in, we've talked a lot about in previous podcasts, the um, 10 pages a day. Yeah. I think that's a really good way if you're struggling to fit that in during your day or you can't fit time in a split shift or anything like that, 10 pages will take you like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Before you go to bed, when you get up, when you finish your block, whatever it looks like, um, that's a good way to get yes, it in. Slight edge effect. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, good. All right. What do we have next? Um, maximizing your split shift. So mm-hmm. I think this one's super important because as we said earlier, it's very easy for a split shift or the period between it to disappear. Like you could very easily have a chat with someone, there's an hour gone. You know what I mean? Like you've really got to have, not every day, but most days, a bit of a plan of attack in that time frame. So we're talking productivity, yeah? Yeah, productivity or however you want it to look. It might be downtime, but make sure you allow, you know, this these couple hours is downtime and you go and chill out. Okay, so for me, like like thinking about that point, if I'm trying to be as productive as possible in my day, mm-hmm. okay, I've, I've trained some clients. Yep. I've trained myself. Yep. I've had some downtime. Mm-hmm. And then I still work in the afternoon as well. Yep. So like for me, productivity was just sort of ticking off the boxes and – all the areas, and not to say I had to have a set amount of time for each thing, but yep. if I had done some work, done some training for myself, maybe done some marketing or organised something um, in terms of the administration, yep. um, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. See, mine was a little bit different. I like to structure to make sure I had some downtime in there because we, like well, downtime, PTs, of course, yeah. yeah, don't have much downtime, you know, before bed or anything like that. I had to make sure I got downtime in the middle of the day. So if I only probably trained – two or three weekdays because I intentionally trained on the weekends because I had more time. I like to use that middle of the day. Yeah, I was like that as well. Yeah. So, and they'd be pretty quick sessions that have 40 minutes max, like probably half an hour most of the time. Yeah. I'd allow that. I'd get straight out of the gym after I'd done that, have lunch. If say I had maybe two, three hours, it would be first hour was work. Then two hours before I went back on, could do whatever I wanted. I might watch something on Netflix. I might read a book. I might have a nap, whatever that looked like. That was personally how I like to do it. To find my balance in there. Cool. Well, I guess that, let's merge. Our next point was going to be practice what you preach. So obviously, elaborating on that further that would be kind of is that make sure that you are training yourself. Yeah, it's very very easy to be and too tired and yeah, for sure. stuff after coming off a morning block. You're a bit brain fried, hungry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I feel like as a coach or a trainer, you have responsibility to live a lifestyle that you're trying to get your clients to. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying you have to be like stage ready or yeah. have like, you know, 5% body fat. <laughs> but you need but to you, be looking after you yourself. You do have to take care of yourself, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, some of the best coaches I know 
don't have that, you know, Instagram perfect body. Yeah, we're not saying you need to look a certain and body fat percentage. Honestly, most that do aren't the greatest coaches. Um, <laughs> but true. look, my point being, the reason why I've gone forward to go backwards is my biggest tip in that realm of maximizing your split shift mm-hmm. is booking time aside for everything and sticking to said time schedule. Yeah. So like not everyone has an operating system that they that they work through. So for example, like there's uh, systems like MindBody um, where you can, you know, you get your calendar, you put your clients in yep. um, and you can book in your other stuff around yes, it. Yes, but everyone has a mobile phone exactly and a right. calendar. So everyone's got or a, a bit Google, of paper. <laughs> yeah, paper or um, Google Calendar. So depending on your poison, whether you're someone who likes to write things down or put it in your phone, schedule things for your day. Yep. So if you've got work from 5 to 9 and then you train from 9 to 10 and then you have off time, it's important that you stick to that. So you spend the time yep. leading into the week or Monday morning, whatever you do to start your week, is plan your week out, all your tasks that you want to achieve, whether they're personal, professional, whatever, mm-hmm. and make it work. Now, this is where you can start to ask yourself questions and you go, okay, well, it's important that I maintain my health, for example, that I am practicing what I preach. Have I got a program ready to go for myself? Mm-hmm. Do I have to outsource that? Yes or no? Yep. Um, and how much time can I realistically put into my training that allows me to have some downtime? And to, to enjoy your training Yeah, too. exactly right. Or to stick yeah. to the schedule that you've set for yourself. So, if, for example, yeah. you know, if you've got maybe, let's say, three hours between when you leave work and when you come back. Yeah, okay. like three yep, off hours. Yeah. Yep. So is it best to put in yourself into you know a high volume powerlifting program that takes you two hours to complete because you've got five minutes rest <laughs> between each set? Yep. Or is it better for you to go through a kind of programming that you can get done in 45 minutes and yep. still have two hours and a bit left? Yep. So these are little things you have to consider yourself as, okay, well, how do I blend all these things together to yep. allow me to maximize that time? Yeah, and that's going to be different for everyone, but that's exactly right. And I think the same thing goes with nutrition. Like when it comes to planning your meals, are you wasting time cooking your meals in your downtime in the middle of the day? Mm-hmm. Are you spending time on the weekend preparing things? Are you buying some things that are already pre-made? Like yeah. it'll be different for everyone. Are you wasting time driving but to the shops to get it? Exactly, exactly. So what is more important to you time-wise and what can you do to time save within those hours? Yeah, for sure. So I think um, not everyone likes to be the cliche of a Sunday food prep. Yeah. If you're someone who doesn't care, yeah, I use my game, game changer. <laughs> Look, I'm not someone who needs a whole lot of variety, so I will do a lot of food prep that can be done in 20 minutes. Yeah, things I can head in the microwave, throw in together. Like I'm happy with that. In saying that, you can still do fancy stuff and you keep can. it super quick. You too. If you've seen any of my food prep, I don't spend longer than half an hour food prepping. But once I again, it comes down to how organised you myself. are. <laughs> like when you've done the other things that we've mentioned previously. Yep. Time manage you. Book out your appointment book with everything, personal and professional. Mm-hmm. You program in advance. You have time to do that. Yep. So you might find, hey, I've done my programming now for the month. Absolutely. Now I can go food prep on the weekend. You know, like yep. it might be that kind of vibe. Um, yeah. All right, guys. That's all the tips we have for you today. Hopefully you can take something really helpful out of this and find ways to, you know, maximize your sleep, maximize how efficient you are with, you know, your timing and your schedule and improve your work-life balance yeah for sure and if uh, if you're a coach who is new to the game and you have any questions for us about you know how to maybe make the right decision for you at this point in time don't be afraid to send a message to us or speak to us Mm -hmm. Um, we're more than happy to help guide you if you'd like to hear us I guess
And you can find us at, at Embodied Online Coaching on Instagram. Yes. Send that DM that way. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> if you don't know, um, Jess and I are doing some online coaching mm-hmm. um, under the banner of Embodied Online Coaching. Yep. I believe that's our Instagram handle as well. It is. Yep, cool. Um, but you can also find us at, at Matt G underscore Lean Performance. Yep, and at Health Within Reach for some fun recipes and nutrition tips. Alrighty, guys. Have a good day. <laughs> See ya.